Being human, do you ever wonder what makes us who we are? Our habits, preferences, or where we came from? We are expressing ourselves in thousands of ways every day through our choices. Let's have a conversation with people who are having interesting lives. My name is Alan Walker. I'm a doctor of chiropractic and a human being. So here we are again, another podcast for being human. And I've got a very good friend of mine with me today, Daz Holroyd, uh, coming from Essex. Uh, and he's here to speak to us a little bit about um, a couple of things that he's excellent at doing and some things that you might not be aware of um, in the way of how we teach children and um, certain things he's, he's picked up during his life and recently after doing a, a very interesting course. Uh, which is the main reason I wanted to bring you on. But there's other things that uh, I know that you're really good at um, that you can teach us about, including sleep and sleep yeah. behaviours, that sort of thing. Um, and I know as well that you've taken a great interest in the history of uh, med- medicine and following specifically, really, uh, the use of psilocybin uh, over the, the centuries. In fact, probably going back thousands of years, if not longer, and how it's um, being used today by uh, general practitioners and um, how it's being used to help people with uh, different types of illnesses. We've got a little bit of time to talk about those sort of three things, but I want to welcome you, Daz. Thanks very much for coming on. No worries. Thanks for, yeah, nice to see you again, Alan and Marina, after meeting you guys at the festival a few weeks ago. Yeah. We had a good time. We did, we did. Uh, There was a festival... Well, do you want to explain what the festival was? What? Um, elementary in Oxford. I'd heard lots of good things. You went last year, and uh, I think we talked about it. The uh, We only knew each other for a few conversations, but the quality of the time that we had together uh, had such a laugh. And then you said, come to Northampton. And I was like, yep. Yeah. And then, here, what was that, three yeah. weeks ago, and here we are. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And it was a really good festival. And, and the things that you were talking to me about... I thought we'd got to have you on as soon as possible I appreciate while, that. while I can still get hold of you and really learn some of those bits. So I, I'm, one of the things we, we spoke about there was um, I explained to you about one of the uh, I went to a retreat where um, which was which was down in Kent. Uh, it was in a church hall. And I explained to you a little bit about it. And the, the, the things that were happening there was it's about um, getting to know yourself, uh, spending time being calm and chilled and it followed really using dance as a way of um calming yourself um so what was interesting what i, what I explained to what i was talking to you about and how it went on to a bigger conversation i was explaining to you about uh we were paired off there was uh 18 people there there was two pairs of nine and out of the the, the nine pairs one of them was blindfolded and during that that session um it was very you very quickly you learn to trust the the other person and knowing that the other person was going to be there while you listen to some music it was live music there it was south american music and during that time you know i didn't start to dance at first it was just the sound of a buffalo drum just a slow beat every second mm. and then the musicians started to play and with the use of no medicines um, of any type of, of description or alcohol, just completely without any of those things, just relaxing. And people started to move. I started to move. I forgot very quickly that I was there with these strangers. And I'm not known as a, a, a dancer. I'm certainly not. <laughs> was this the blindfolded bit or the not blindfolded? This was blindfolded. Right. Um, 
there was some breathing done beforehand mm-hmm. and we just all I guess started to move I certainly did and it went on for probably round about I would say six or seven minutes before I completely lost myself right. forgot where I was and we were in a town it was like a little uh, small town and a tiny little village hall on the edge wooden village hall um, with chairs on the inside and a stage where the music was playing and they were watching us moving and gradually building up the tempo I'm remembering I'm blindfolded I didn't know where the chairs were where the <laughs> people were and but I did know at the beginning before I lost myself that there was someone with me to make sure I was going to be fine and I was explaining to you that I never touched the chair I never hit a wall yeah I never hit another person while I was there and yeah. yet I danced myself crazy <laughs> um, and the music tempo went up and down and they played with all of us we were all dancing in, in our own way but to the beat of the, the music that was being played and when you think when you're not blindfolded and you're at a club or whatever you're having a dance it's guaranteed you're going to bash into someone at some point absolutely so it's fa- it's, yeah. with, and you've got your eyes on the front of your face so I was feeling obviously some sort of energy so I you know when the music eventually stopped and, and I found myself lying on the floor, um, not falling over or anything, I'd actually put myself on the floor and I was just relaxing and at the, sort of the end as the tempo changed into more of a re- relaxation um, situation. Um, I thought to myself, how come I haven't touched anyone and that the lady must have been there the whole time. Mm. And for the fact that she hadn't put a hand on me at any time to let me know there was a wall or a chair, it, it brought a lot of questions to me about what was actually happening there and I thought well perhaps I was just lucky so when the blindfold came off I found I was at the other end of the village of the, the hall and so everyone else was in their different places as well and I wondered whether they'd hit any chairs or people or, mm. or had been told to be careful where they were you know just a little tap on here a little tap on there because it was quite frantic dancing yeah um, there was a bit of shouting going on as well people really did let let loose so I explained this to you, and then I explained that when it was my turn to be the mind of, of this lady that was there, she was a lovely uh, Afro-Caribbean lady um, who was from London, and she was um, she'd done this many times before. She told me, and she put the you know we went through the breathing again, the blindfolds, and the music started, and we're going back into a trance-like state, just like I had, mm. and I watched this lady dance and beautiful what she was doing but she moved all over that village hall and didn't touch a chair right she walked she was dancing quite near the walls quite often and bringing her arms up doing her thing without touching a wall she never touched the single thing just like me and i was aware that there was something going on there's another sense going on here i've heard about this stuff but if, unless you see it for yourself yeah you know, for, for yeah. me I, I take it with a pinch of salt well i explain this to you and you I was so interested in what you told me about what you had learnt on a course and how you teach children yourself um, using this type of technique or with an understanding of our of other senses that we hold as humans. That's it, yeah. So you weren't using your eyes, ears, nose, mouth or touch when you were doing this dancing and I guess the breathing was to get you out of your analytical mind and get you into that uh, calm, that, pre- that present state. 
But my, uh, so the version that I explain to people, when I try to explain what I actually do, which is briefly, um, I teach kids how to hone into their own superpower. So kids, uh, before they go through puberty, um, they, they're all right-sided brains. So they are all creativity and imagination, which is why kids say, oh, I'm going to be an astronaut or a footballer, um, because they haven't thought about the logical side because that hasn't kicked in yet. So we are, uh, we've got both our sides going. So we have this resistance to it and we don't feel like we're able to, uh, we don't understand. So we are not able to learn this magic but kids can actually see completely see they can read write uh, play catch while they're blindfolded and talking has to be properly blacked out as well so i teach kids over a course of 10 weeks one hour each week ball blindfolded. yeah and i first saw this so uh, i was already on this sort of journey i was been following the signs for about three years now because i um I've, uh, I've started off on this path where i had to give up alcohol lose a lot of weight um, and I did all this little by little and then by doing this and then putting in little discipline so finding that I'm uh, going to bed waking up at the same time I meditate at the right time of day and I look after three or four things my sleep nutrition exercise and my thoughts which I can go through a little bit more but um, by doing all these things I found that I create uh, I clear the brain fog and I have this uh, I'm able to go every day and I'm walking out and I'm always looking for what am I going to find today because things keep coming to me and I keep wondering what am I going to be when I grow up Um, and I live by this rule of keeping two people happy in my life my nine-year-old self and my 95-year-old self my nine-year-old self would be that kid inside saying are you having enough fun are you being playful are you getting outside and are you laughing your 95-year-old self would be the old person sitting on there sitting down thinking did I do it right did I uh, keep my promises for myself did I make enough memories moments did I hold on to too much hate about the neighbor that is just not going to matter when you're old so keeping those two people happy and I do that every day and what I find is these opportunities come along and they come along to all of us but I'm looking for them and this one was a fun one because I was uh I don't watch much tv but I was it was online there was Gaia tv and there was this program superhumans and they go around the world and they find people that can do extraordinary things and there was this episode and said now we're in Essex and I said oh right Essex and then yeah these kids were just completely blacked out they had this thing called a mindfold which is like a blindfold plus where you definitely can't see and um and they were just playing catch and they were reading and writing and doing all these things and I just watched this uh 20 minute a little snippet and I just said what is this because they just didn't really explain it in the actual show track the lady down from the show turns out she's the only teacher in Europe uh, she went to India and learned the Indian version and the Mexican version. They're the two places that it originates from. And it's using your intuition. So um, so I, when I learned, I went to her house, learned for three days with her, still didn't actually practice with any actual children. Um, you just have to go straight in with your first lesson. You have to be the child yourself, I guess. Yeah, you cannot learn it. So adults can't learn it. But once you've learned it yourself before puberty, you can actually carry it on so you can do this for life. So my very first student came the day after I'd done my last day of training. Uh, she um, straight away I was like is this going to work um, and she, I said, I did this thing called a, it's the activation it's like a meditation and the kids are growing the light inside they're pushing their energy into the universe they're gluing it they're bringing the stars that light down from the stars throwing their worry into the light so it's all these things that they do and they get really excited about it because they they, you could see their brains actually doing it physically if you said this to a grown up a lot of them would be like what's this guy on about um, so then straight away sit down open up this colourful book and I do these 
commands where I tell her exactly what she needs to do. Uh, like I said, tell, show me colours on the book on the page, and then straight away, uh, as soon as we sat down, she's like, "I see green, I see red," and she would point to these colours and she was seeing them. My son, who's with me today, Dylan, he's five. He's usually it's a little bit too immature to get it at that age, but I did first lesson with him and he was straight onto it. Lesson three, I'll be having I have number cards and letter cards, so they'll be they'll be reading and the numbers and the letters off the cards. Lesson five, uh, they'll be reading. Uh, by about lesson 10, so once they've done the 10 weeks with me and they've done a bit of practice at home and with their parents, uh, my first student could, uh, if the phone rings, she'll tell you who's ringing and what they're wearing. And if uh, they're in the car, a mum could say, uh, what colour car will come around the corner next? And she'll say, a blue car, and it'll be a blue car. It is ridiculous ridiculous it's unbelievable but i guess the other version you could say as a grown-up is uh if you just get a feeling so sometimes people say it just doesn't feel right and often you're correct or most of the time you're correct especially get a bit older and wiser and that time that you didn't listen to yourself uh when you and you're like oh i knew i shouldn't have done that thing uh so that's the kind of the grown-up version of it but kids just have this inner superpower they're little x-men and any kid can do this um as long as you're saying that you can learn to teach it but you won't be able to necessarily do it yes exactly that so that's what i've done from you can't do it no but you learned how to teach the children and you're saying the children are doing it absolutely and it was more the interest in it really i mean the version that i've done is i was away and i was reading up about intuition this was when i was traveling south america in about 15 years ago um, I just yeah, is, I'm trying to think of the Selva the Selva method is that something similar uh, I'm not the silver, familiar the Silva method it, it works along the similar lines but we we'll perhaps talk about that another time I've got yeah some on oh, okay that. absolutely yeah but it's fa- always fascinating but in a quick version so when I was away traveling reading about intuition chatting to these two ladies outside the hostel during Rio Carnival chatting to one of them about it and they said what do you mean I said is your birthday April the 24th I don't know why I said it and it turned out it was the right day right month and a friend screamed and they showed me the ID a month later I was in Peru and I was chatting to this other lady about it she said do me and I said June 24th and it was um, and it freaked me out and I don't know why I got two out of two uh, straight off the bat but then I learned it's, I was away from my usual 3D world crazy uh, you know all the stuff you're seeing and when you're away from all that usual sensitization you're able to go internal and tap into some of these senses so I mean this is just one that we kind of can hone but there's probably a lot 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 more to it all so well absolutely we're we're relearning what it is to be human I guess mm. Some of the ancient practices as well. So some of these things that they would have done a long time ago are coming back. Well, I'm sort of aware of, of these. Um, I Two years ago, I remember I woke up in the middle of the night. My, my mother lives in America, uh, in St. Louis, and my uh, sister lives with her. She's, um, she's, uh, she has some handicaps, but she can drive a car. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she has a son, she has a, has a life that she gets on with, but she, she does need some care. And my mother cares for, for uh, with her husband, cares for her, and she cares for her very well. And this night I woke up, and I'm not like this, sometimes I don't speak to my mother for months and months and months, which is obviously mm. lots and lots of seconds, lots and lots of minutes, lots and lots of hours, lots and lots of days. Mm. And I woke up in the middle of the night and something was wrong. I'm in living in Daventry, woke up and I, it was something to do with my mum and I just dialed my mum. I don't know what time it was, two, three in the morning. 
And she answered and I said, what, something's happened, what's happened? And she said, your sister has had, she was hit um, while she was at traffic lights. Right. And the man who went through his red light hit straight into the side of her while she was sitting oh. at, the, at, the, at the lights with a handbrake on and he's dead. Wow. So that's my experience of something... Unexplainable. Sorry. What they call supernatural in mm. some way. Um, I once made out, I don't guess about things like this, you know, you won't, you, the number one thing you don't do in this life is if we meet a woman, you say, are you pregnant? <laughs> because it, it brings on so many problems for, for mm. men. But a friend of mine, I actually said it to her um, and she wasn't showing and she said, no, I'm not. And she was actually quite shocked that, you know, someone might, because it wasn't something she was planning for. Two weeks later, she did a, and she was. Oh, right. so you were a pregnancy test, human pregnancy test. I don't know. I can't tell you about no, either of those things, what's actually going on, but they're two things. An energy happened. field you know, of some I kind. I make phone calls at two o'clock in the morning mm. to my mother. Yeah, and I yeah. I don't say things like that to women because it's, there's so many problems from say, you know, trying to presume that someone's pregnant mm. when they might just uh, put on a little, a few couple of pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And this girl that she was showing nothing, I just felt that that was, I needed to say this to her. Yeah. So it's very, I'm still in touch with these people today and the, 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 the child that she had is um, a professional football player. Oh, you know, named Alan. No, no. <laughs> I think they've tried to put it, forget about it, like often I try to yeah, forget about it. Yeah. I, so I don't know about these things. I just am aware that I built up some things I can't forget about. No. Nice. Things that have actually happened. And I don't understand them. Mm. And most people don't, because in this busy world, in this three-dimensional world you spoke about, where there's too many things are hitting us from different directions, you're worried about our next meal, you know, are we thirsty? Should we do this? So what are we doing tonight? What and if we're not, we're, we're on our phone on or whatever. Yeah. yeah we're, we're, all of these things. So that was the, that, that's been my experience. And that's the reason why I was so interested in what you'd got to say. Yeah. That you were able to teach children and bring out some extra senses that we don't know that we have. That's it. Well, it's actually been a, a tougher sell than I first imagined. When I saw it, I was like, this is a game changer. Everyone's going to love this and going to be throwing kids at me to teach my kid. But then you say it to people and you say, right, um, I'm going to be teaching your kid how to be able to see why they're... And then some of them will go, I don't understand. Some will go, what do I want them to do that for? But I'll be referred kids that are struggling with anxiety and depression in school eventually because what it does, it gives these kids a massive boost in their confidence because they've got 45 minutes with me as well, praising them the whole time because even if they get it slightly off um i'm still giving them so much praise because when you well, praise their shooting. kids yeah their vision gets bigger and i found that with my first few lessons if i started to slow down my energy because uh, 45 minutes straight of giving that kid full-on one-to-one praise it does take a bit out of you but as soon as my energy dropped her vi- uh, my first student's vision started to close a little bit as soon as i started picking it up she was uh, it was it, uh, she could see everything and read everything so it just yeah shows that it is it just um yeah you really do need to keep that energy up and it is all down to how much i guide them and that as well so like uh, so they get this huge boost in confidence they feel like a little x man um and they are using they're finding a way it's like a tool they can use so in the future if they're at school and they're trying to find an answer or they've got an issue or there's something going on they can close their eyes and they can they can trust that inner feeling because they know that they've been using that to be able to read write see and every, all the other things there's i mean this particular topic i think it's possible for us to sit down and talk about it for hours yeah and um I think if it, 
we haven't got that sort of time, but and there's other things I want to speak to you about because you also know quite a lot about sleep. That's it, yeah. And how yeah. most people aren't getting the sleep that they need. Yeah, the quality um, of the sleep is the main thing. Is it? Yeah. So uh, what it was was I three years ago uh, during the COVID times I was my, I was drinking a lot. Uh, me, uh, my uh, you weren't Dylan, the only one. No, no. I mean, mine got to a point. I mean, me and uh, Dylan's mum uh, we broke up uh, because of the drinking. I was five stone heavier. Um, and she was actually an amazing support as well throughout, uh, which was fantastic. But I managed to gradually pull myself back. But what I did was I'd given up drinking for about the fifth time. Um, and then I was on an airplane coming back from Spain, seeing my brother, and I was still a bit kind of unsure of myself. I was probably in that, uh, just coming towards the end of the honeymoon period after you give up alcohol, and then you end up going back to it. And I heard the announcement, put your oxygen mask on before assisting others. And as soon as I heard that, I sat back in my chair and it hit me. I was like, ah, oh, because nothing happened. I didn't become unhappy or unhealthy overnight. It happened little by little by not putting my oxygen mask on. So what I learned was uh, by creating two times of the day where I look after myself and look after those two times, which is just before going to bed and when I wake up, I was putting my oxygen mask on so I could assist others throughout the day and I could help others. But I, I started off by just by concentrating on sleep and learning about it so not putting in hours of education but just doing five to 20 minute little hits of education throughout the day because if you have a little short uh, times you're going to stick to it but you're going to also take it in more because if you're watching an hour-long podcast or sorry listening to a podcast or a youtube video it's gonna after a while you're uh, you're gonna start to drop but the doing little five minute hits means I always kept it up. And what I did was I learned about my circadian rhythm, my nasal breathing, and I created a little night routine. So I just did the things that you already know you're meant to do. What is circadian rhythm? What, what so that's uh, our natural body clock. So we're meant to, in the morning, wake up, get outside, get two to ten minutes of the natural sunlight in the top of our eyes um, because we're essentially we're animals. And that wakes up every organ in your body and it tells your body it's wake up time. And then your brain starts releasing, uh, producing adenosine, uh, which is your sleepy drug we uh throughout the day we change that well as soon as we get up if we don't get out of bed we're not producing anything our body hasn't woken up properly which is why you feel more tired if you just stay in bed um and then what we're doing is we're playing around with lights phones caffeine and we're uh putting ourselves on a roller coaster with our hormones and our balance so i decided rather than uh say i'm going to give everything up forever uh, i decided i'm just going to tick every single box all the things i already know that you're meant to do i'm going to cut out the caffeine i'm going to uh, I'm going to exercise at the right time. I'm going to set my circadian rhythm. I'm going to do little check-ins throughout the day with my posture and make sure I'm nasal breathing, uh, which I'm not doing right now. But nasal breathing, so I'm um, um, uh, stretching my nostrils. So it means uh, because most people, a lot of people, suffer with sleep apnea without even knowing it, and that, again, that's affecting the quality. So I what I put so they're not breathing through their nose correctly. That's it. Yeah, and we're meant to. Uh, we're actually meant to have our mouth closed, and our nose has got the filter. So the reason I'm doing saying all this quick is because what I usually do is when I help others uh, to give up alcohol, cocaine, antidepressants and all these other things where these uh, people are recommended to me, I get them first of all just to focus on their sleep, sleep only, nothing else and I tell, I set them three nights of following a night routine uh, and waking up with a morning routine as well with a, a plan in the morning because when you actually get a good quality six to eight hours where you're getting proper deep sleep, you wake up and you feel different. It's like your brain is just uh, putting everything into place like the game of Tetris, you walk out you think about your to-do list and your brain goes da, 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 but it's all the parts into place you just know exactly how you're going to tackle each job 
So I get the clients to work on that first. They do three nights and three mornings of doing the things they meant to do. They go to bed and wake up at the same time, which just sounds so simplistic, but we do it for kids and we know what happens when we come off our kids' uh, routine. They're an emotional mess. The same thing is going on inside us. We actually, our hormone balance is all over the place because we haven't got that good sleep, but we've got emotional intelligence, so we're able to hide it. So someone says, you okay? You go, yeah, you. You don't know, say, well, actually, not really. Um, so my clients, first of all, they get they get their sleep right. They see how good they can feel with a proper sleep behind them. And they wake up in the morning, they feel like this powerful person. So then they have their morning plan. So they've got, they're waking up and they've got the, they know exactly what they're going to do before they even start getting ready for work. They're always doing five to 10 minutes uh, exercise in the morning, whether they don't exercise or they're a regular gym goer. They are not missing a day for this period of time that they're, they're, uh, they're working with me. So it might just be five minutes skipping in the morning anything to get their heart rate going again it's just another thing you already know that you're meant to do but get disciplined with it get organized with it just decide i'm going to do three nights tick 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 of all those things i know what i'm meant to do do it and just see how good you can actually feel with just a proper sleep behind you and then with that extra energy and where you've cleared that brain fog uh putting in 20 minutes education each day then to learn about your nutrition not becoming a super duper dietitian person but just understanding your gut biome process and ultra processed foods what it's doing to our gut and our brain um and then what's the difference you know between processed and unprocessed foods some people don't know the difference what would you say the what's your definition well uh from what i understand process and ultra process is just the uh it's what the damage it's doing it's causing leaky gut which is causing inflammation of the brain and that's what's causing in younger people brain fog but in older people dementia and alzheimer's which is why they now say that this generation have are suffering because they were the first generation who had those foods and they didn't have the education we're lucky enough that we've got the education now uh, so it's like I say, it's not trying to change everything overnight though, because you just will not stick to it if that's the yeah, case. I, I do have a story. Don't want to be putting in. I have a little story just to pop in there about um, certain foods. So a friend of mine uh, works for Domino's. Yeah. And he doesn't work for me. Yeah, he owns one of the franchises. Mm-hmm. He's a franchisee, so um, he gets to know all the information that actually happens. When Domino's started in Japan, right? Because they're in Japan now people were throwing up when they're eating the pizza. Ah, they're, they're not used to that much. Absolutely as... throwing up everywhere. They're not used to that type of gluten. Mm. They're not used to the type of cheese, the dairy products, everything. And literally their body was going, no, yeah. thank you. And he said, obviously, now it, it, and that carried on for a generation or so. Mm. So some people would be able to, with very, very slow growth in Japan, extremely slow growth. But now they're on for the, the next generation. Mm, their DNA right. is starting to be able to deal with that. Their body's used to oh, having good. some of this. It's <laughs> in the history. Yeah, oh, good. For, <laughs> well, thank God for poor old Domino's <laughs> and these people. But no, it's um, they're, they're, it's now in the DNA. Yeah. So now they are able to hold it back. And he was, he, I mean, there's no reason for him to tell me. He runs a Domino's, is uh, a franchisee. Yeah. But that shocked me a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. And he said it mostly gluten. And he was explaining to me, he, he knows quite a lot about the science of digestion. And explaining that actually a lot of wheat products do affect us, and that most of us are gl- gluten intolerant. Yeah, nearly all of us. Is but we've trained said. ourselves to just about be able to cope. We do, but he says every time that our bodies take on board certain amounts of product, whether it be gluten or what, there's a whole series of products that we think we should be that we should be eating, and so we do. Hmm. They some of these products do actually damage us. Even some of the nutritious food that we're eating, mm. some of the products do damage us. And the gut's designed for that. It reheals itself depending on how bad the product is. Well, things like wheat and gluten, it's quite high 
yeah, problem yeah. for our bodies and it does damage the surfaces of our intestine and eventually our body starts to tire our systems start to tire and those products start to break through the surface of the intestine and end up in the bloodstream. Ah, that's when it happens in the bloodstream, you probably guess what happens mm. then. Straight away, our, our systems start to recognise and go, what is this product here? That shouldn't be here. And that's when the intolerance starts to build. I see, yeah. Affecting with people with, they're getting diarrhoea, they can get the opposite, they can get constipation, the whole number of different things. And people kind of write these things off as well, don't they? They'll say, oh, I've just got a headache or a migraine. And someone yeah. taught me that, what, you've got a niggle in your stomach, what, what caused that? It's like a little puzzle. You go back far enough, you'll find that what you did wrong there was uh something uh, i've heard once which i've kind of lived by which was if you if, when things don't go to plan uh rather than get mad at the situation try and sit back and figure out uh why it went that way and when you do you'll find out you probably did something wrong so and i think if you covered those four things sleep nutrition exercise and thoughts um then you find that you just don't get these pains anymore i'm 38 and i feel 15 years younger than i did uh, 15 years younger I feel better than I did 15 years ago I'm bouncing around loads of energy and things like that but it's, and I know that if I do have a day where I'm a little bit off or I'm a bit slow it's, I can go back and go ah oh, yeah I didn't look after this part of my day and then yeah so I just know that you can you look after those four things and you just find that you're just not the same person you can kill, kill off that old personality little by little and create this new one that doesn't have those same sort of hang-ups but uh, understanding things like when you bite into cheese the dopamine release and all these other things that's what i was trying to learn about as well with the alcohol thing what it does when you actually drink alcohol it's a big trick of the mind why we drink it in the first place and when you start educating yourself on those things as well so if you do have someone who is really uh like say oh i'm addicted to coca-cola just read what it's doing to the brain why you actually what the reaction is and then you realize you don't love these things it's just a trick of the mind amazing look Daz. I really could speak to you for hours and hours and I'm hoping that we'll have a, a bit of a talk after we finish here today. I really appreciate your time going up here. I know yeah, that you do care for your for your father, your elderly father, and I know that you brought even brought your son up here just so you could do the podcast with us today. Thank you so much from the bottom oh, of my heart. No worries. Thanks, Alan. Thank you so much. And uh, so if, if you've enjoyed this particular podcast, uh, there's probably a few things here that we've been speaking about which... Um, might enlighten you for some people it might be one of those things that might even frighten you um, but if you've enjoyed it and i hope you have then please share this podcast share the hell out of it because if we can get people talking and learning about some new ways of thinking that would be a great thing as well and we will leave some details so if anyone is interested in getting in touch with Daz as far as the the lessons and, and knowing a bit more about how to teach the children yeah great then um there, there will be a way of getting hold of you but thanks so much for your time yeah today. it's a pleasure thanks Adam. and um this is, the, uh, this is the end of the podcast. Thank you very much for, for listening in and I will speak to you soon. Take care.